Hi, this is Ask Mom RN with your host, Tamara Walker. I'm a mom of two, a pediatric registered nurse, and your friend. I give practical advice to raise a healthier, safer, and happier family. As many as 50 million Americans are allergic to something. Allergies are the country's sixth leading cause of chronic illness, according to the Allergy Report from the American Academy of Allergy, Asthma, and Immunology. As a mom, you need to learn how to recognize and how to treat seasonal allergies in your kids if they are suffering from them. My whole family suffers from seasonal allergies. My poor husband as a kid had them so badly that he had to be allergy tested and then he received allergy shots when he was young. I didn't develop allergies until after my second child was born. I got very lucky that I didn't suffer from allergies as a kid, but in the past 22 years, I've learned what it is like to have seasonal allergies and have to deal with them and it's not fun. And unfortunately, both of our kids have seasonal allergies and other allergies. One also has, uh, was diagnosed with asthma as a child. And we live in Oklahoma, which I don't know what part of the world you're listening from, but for those of us who live in Oklahoma like I do, unfortunately, it is not the best place for allergy sufferers to live. There's a lot of great things I love about my state, but allergies tend to be really bad in Oklahoma because we just have so much blooming and so much pollen and mold and it can just really make one miserable. And I remember, especially with my youngest child, he seems to have more allergies than the rest of us at different times. When he was growing up, the poor kid would have dark circles under his eyes. It would almost look like, you know, he either hadn't been sleeping or like he had been, you know, beat up on the playground. You know, he'd have these really dark circles under his eyes and a runny nose and he would just be utterly miserable. And the poor kid would be wiping his nose so much that his nose would be raw. And sometimes you would have what they call the allergic salute. And that's where kind of the bridge of the nose kind of gets creased because they're taking their hand and they're wiping upwards so often that the bridge of the nose gets a little crease in it. And I just felt so terrible for the poor kid when he would suffer from these allergies and it would make me want to go outside and just burn down all the trees and flowers and everything causing him to be miserable. But of course, you know, that's impossible. We can't do that. But, you know, when our kids are miserable, we want to do anything that we can to help them. So I would take other measures to try to make him feel better. And today I'm going to share my tips for how to recognize if your kids have seasonal allergies versus other things that could be causing their nose to run and their watery eyes and itchy eyes. We're going to talk about some of the differences and how to recognize whether it's seasonal allergies and then also how to treat it and how to make your kids feel better so they don't have to suffer so much. So as a mom, you need to learn the difference between seasonal allergies and other things that may be making your child sick 
and you need to know how to treat seasonal allergies. So let's talk about first, what is an allergy? Because a lot of people aren't really sure what, what is an allergy and what does that mean? How, you know, what causes our bodies to react this way? Well, very simply, an allergy is the immune system's excessive sensitivity and over-dramatic response to a harmless foreign substance in the body. And that could be plant pollen. It could be, you know, a food in the case of food allergies. It could be a medication or it could be any number of other things like pet dander, mildew, mold, lots of different things can trigger this allergic response. It's just the body's way of, you know, the immune system kind of gets melodramatic and it overreacts and it thinks that there's a real threat to the body. And so it attacks this allergen by creating histamines, releasing histamines and trying to get rid of this foreign body that it thinks is such a threat. And most of the time, it's not truly a threat. It's just the body thinks it is. Now, you know, it's springtime now, and I love spring. It's one of my favorite seasons because, you know, the trees are blooming, the flowers are blooming. It's a beautiful time of year. The weather's getting warmer. It's, I, I love spring, but at the same time, unfortunately, for those of us who suffer from seasonal allergies, spring can also be a drag. You know, it can cause us to feel gross and yucky and just miserable. I, I know when my allergies are really, really acting up, I just feel awful and I don't want to go outside because I don't want them to get worse. It can cause congestion and sneezing and itchy and watery eyes. But did you know that a lot of times people mistake seasonal allergies, they think they have allergies when actually they have a condition caused by other issues. And this is called non-allergic rhinitis. And this is just simply a, a reaction that can be triggered by maybe an infection or a sensitivity to chemicals like, you know, cleaning products or perfumes it could be triggered by medications or even just simply a change in weather patterns. And this is a little bit different than true seasonal allergies. And so we need to know the difference. We need to know whether we're suffering from allergies, whether our kids you know, have seasonal allergies, or whether it could just be non-allergic rhinitis. Because even though some of the symptoms are similar, the treatments are a little bit different, and you need to know what's causing them to be sick so you can treat it appropriately. Now, in seasonal allergies, symptoms include congestion, itchy and watery eyes, a clear nasal discharge, it's usually just thin and clear and watery, sneezing, and a scratchy or ticklish throat. And outdoor allergies usually start in around February or March, about the time when the weather's starting to get warmer and things start blooming. And then they end, seasonal allergies, outdoor allergies actually end in October. So yeah, that's a long period of time. It's several months because different plants and flowers bloom at different times of the year you know, or throughout the spring and summer and into the fall. 
And some of us suffer from <laughs> just about year-round allergies. I've had fall allergies as well. And But indoor allergies, such as to dust mites or to um, you know, mildew, different things like that, those can last year-round. And they can come and go. Now, triggers from seasonal allergies usually include, like we've talked about, pollen from trees and grass and weeds, indoor and outdoor mold, pet dander, dust mites, which, and flakes of dried skin, and cockroach feces, ugh, gross, right? Um, saliva, and other things like that. With non-allergic rhinitis, the symptoms are very similar to seasonal allergies, which is why it's so easy to confuse the two. With non-allergic rhinitis, the symptoms usually are congestion and runny nose and sneezing, but usually you don't have the itchy eyes or the sore throat that come with seasonal allergies. Now, non-allergic rhinitis can last year-round, or it may just be periodically. It depends on what's causing it. And the triggers can include respiratory infections, changes in weather and temperature, cold or dry air, especially, um, or sorry, food, especially spicy types of food, if you have food allergies, alcohol, strong odors or fumes, like, you know, cleaning products, perfumes, sometimes those can really trigger, trigger um, a reaction. Tobacco smoke, smoke is terrible for allergy sufferers. Secondhand smoke can really cause problems air pollution, and other things of that nature. So if you're having symptoms and your child is having symptoms, you need to find out what's causing them so that you know how to treat appropriately. So if you suspect that your child is having symptoms that are caused by an allergy, you think that they have a seasonal allergy or they're allergic to something, you can get confirmation by going to the doctor Talking with your child's healthcare provider, they will take a history, they will ask some questions, do a physical exam, and they may recommend, if necessary, they may recommend allergy testing. If the allergies are severe enough, if they're causing enough problems, they may want to do allergy testing to find out specific triggers that are causing this reaction. And it's important to note that allergy tests should be done by your doctor, by your child's doctor, or by an allergist. There are over-the-counter tests that have been offered in pharmacies or online to test for allergies, and you can do these tests at home. But the problem is, is these can be misleading. And the American Academy of Allergy, Asthma, and Immunology is really concerned about the potential overuse of these tests and the fact that these tests um, could have misleading results and they could actually cause you, you know, to treat your symptoms in a manner that could actually just make things worse. And they have actually warned about you, against using them. They don't recommend them. So if you think that your child is suffering from seasonal allergies and you want them to be tested for allergies, go and talk with your child's doctor. Find out whether it's necessary to get them tested and then have them tested by the doctor because that's where you're gonna get the most accurate results and find out what your child needs as far as treatment.
So as a mom, you need to know these things so that you can help your child if they're suffering from seasonal allergies. You need to know the symptoms. You need to know how to treat them. So let's talk a little bit about if your child is suffering from seasonal allergies, what are some things that we can do to make them feel better? Well, first and foremost, like I said, if they are miserable and you think that it's allergies, get them tested by the doctor or at least take them in and get them checked out because your doctor can help determine what the cause is and what treatment is best. But some things that you can do at home is to find out what the pollen counts and mold counts are each day, especially during the spring when this time of year when everything's blooming, pollen counts can be really sky high, especially where I live here in Oklahoma and other parts of the country, I'm sure. There's days where it's just very high levels of pollen and that can make allergy sufferers really miserable. So if possible, try to keep your child inside during those days and especially during the daytime hours when those levels are high and you need to keep the windows shut and you need to keep the air, con you know, keep the air conditioning on if it's too warm, but stay inside, try to keep pollen and stuff off of your clothes. If your child does play outside, which, you know, I mean, we can't keep them shut up all spring in the house. That's not fair. And of course, you know, when they're at school, they're probably going to be going out at recess to play. It's not realistic that we can keep them indoors all the time, nor would we want to. So when they do go outside and play, you know, it's a good idea if they really are suffering from allergies, when they come in, maybe have them change clothes because pollen can stick to the clothes. It can stick to hair and skin as well. So it might be a good idea to have them bathe at night before they go to bed so that they don't sleep with pollen on their hair or clothes and their body. You also need to control dust mites. And one way you can do that is using an allergy cover to encase their mattress and box spring and their pillows. And there's lots of great ones on the market that are available. These allergy proof covers really can help and that can cut down on problems with dust mites. For indoor allergies, use an air conditioner or a dehumidifier. It's a great idea to remove carpeting from bedrooms and to wash rugs frequently and curtains. And if your child has stuffed animals, you may want to you know, clean them frequently. There are many things that we can do to try to help cut down on some of their exposure to the things that are causing them these allergy symptoms. You also need to talk with your child's doctor about what medications they recommend because if you use the wrong medication, that can actually make matters worse. So before you go to the store and you grab the first antihistamine or decongestant that you find on the shelf, it's a good idea to consult with your child's doctor to make sure you are treating their allergies appropriately. And the best first choice that most doctors will often recommend is just a generic version of over-the-counter antihistamines. And there's a few different ones available, such as um, cetirizine, fexofenadine, or loratadine. And these usually cost 
less than their brand name components, which you may know as Zyrtec, Allegra, and Claritin. Um, when it comes to medications, just a side note, sometimes brand name is best and other times generic versions are every bit as effective and just as good and they save you a lot of money. And in the case of antihistamines, for the most part, your generic counterparts are going to be just as effective. If you find that that's not the case, then you may want to check with your child's doctor because you may need to switch to a whole different medication. Um, or if they say, you know, yeah, that's, that's a good medication for your child, you might try the brand name if it seems like the generic's not doing a good enough job. But with the case of antihistamines, most of the time your generics are going to be every bit as good as the brand names. There's also nasal sprays, prescription and over-the-counter steroid nasal sprays that can be used, such as Flonase and Flonase Allergy Relief and uh, Nasacort, Nasacort Allergy. You need to be very cautious, though, about using nasal sprays. They can be very effective, but these are really only meant for very short-term use. You need to follow the directions carefully and you should stop using them if your child starts having any irritation uh, to their nasal passages or if they're having nosebleeds. You know, the issue with nasal sprays is they can actually cause a rebound effect to where the body gets so used to having them that it, you know, if you stop using it after you've been using it for a while, then the body may overreact and create an even bigger problem. Um, you know, a larger histamine response, and you don't want that to happen. So these are really meant for just short-term use. Follow the directions very carefully on those. So there's lots of things that we can do to help our kids if they're suffering from seasonal allergies. And the important thing to remember is you need to determine first and foremost if it's really seasonal allergies or if it's allergic, non-allergic rhinitis or a cold or respiratory infection. So when in doubt, my number one tip is check with your child's healthcare provider. They're going to be the best judge of being able to examine your child and determine what is causing their symptoms. Now, this is my favorite part of the show where I get to answer your questions on your emails. And I have a question here from Carly. And Carly writes, hi, Tamara. I think my whole family is either constantly sick or we all have allergies. How do you know the difference between allergies and a cold? And are allergies dangerous or life-threatening? Well, Carly, I can empathize with you because, like I said earlier in the show, my whole family does have allergies, and I know how miserable it can be. And it's very common to not know at first sometimes whether symptoms are being caused by allergies or whether maybe you're developing a cold or a respiratory infection or if something else is going on. So like I stated before, if you're in doubt, Go to your healthcare provider. Have your child checked out. Find out, is this just allergies? Or do we have a respiratory infection going on? Because the treatment is going to be different for each. 
with a cold, most of the time you're going to have congestion, you're running your stuffy nose. A lot of times the mucus may be clear, but it may become thick and white or yellow, even green. If you've got yellow or green or really thick white mucus going on, most of the time that's going to indicate either a cold, you know, a virus, or some type of respiratory infection. Because with allergies, usually the mucus is very clear, just thin mucus, and it's not real thick or colored. So if there's a color, you need to think cold. And that's kind of a, a mnemonic device to remember there, kind of, you know, help remember cold and color both start with col if there's a color to the mucus if it's not clear then you may be dealing with a cold or another type of respiratory infection and as far as allergies being dangerous or life-threatening most of the time seasonal allergies are not dangerous they just make us feel miserable it's not fun but usually they're not dangerous it's not life-threatening however other types of allergies or even a strong allergic reaction to seasonal allergies pollen mildew mold any other thing that may be triggering this response if they're having a severe allergic reaction which is rare with seasonal allergies but could happen you need to get immediate help if somebody has asthma, on the other hand, which is very common, allergies and asthma a lot of times go hand in hand. You can have allergies without having asthma, but in the vast majority of cases, if you have asthma, you also have allergies. And if you have asthma, then allergies can be a little bit more concerning for you and can trigger an asthma attack. So you need to be prepared and have asthma medication available. You need to be, if you're on maintenance medication for asthma, if your child um, has been diagnosed with asthma and they take uh, maintenance medication to prevent attacks, they need to be taking that consistently. And you need to have their emergency inhalers available because if they have a strong allergic reaction that leads to an asthma attack, then yes, that, that can be dangerous. That can be even life-threatening. So Carly, good luck to you. I wish you well. I know how absolutely, utterly miserable allergies can cause us to feel, and I feel your pain. We are right there with you. And I've had to start taking um, an over-the-counter antihistamine just, you know, in the past couple of weeks or so, um, started back up taking that because my allergies have started really acting up again this spring. And it's not fun. And I feel for anybody who suffers with allergies. I used to feel really badly for my husband before I started developing allergies. Um, when we were dating and when we were newly married, I felt terrible for him when his allergies would act up. And then once I had my second child, for some reason, I started developing allergies too. And boy, uh, I felt bad for him before. And now I really do because I know firsthand what it's like. So if your poor kids are suffering from seasonal allergies, 
you need to know how to recognize, first and foremost, whether it is seasonal allergies and then how to treat it and how to make them feel better. So use these tips that we talked about. And just to kind of recap quickly, you know, keep your kids in if you can when those levels of pollen and mold spores are high, keep them indoors. Make sure that they're, you know, bathing at night or at least changing their clothes um, if they've been outside playing so that they get those pollen spores off of them. And use allergen protective covers for your pillows, mattresses, box springs, wash rugs frequently. It's a good idea to not have carpet if your kids suffer from allergies. And before giving medication, check with your child's doctor to make sure that you're choosing the right one for your child's allergies. So good luck to you this spring and summer. For all of you allergy sufferers out there, good luck to you and your kids. Thank you all for tuning in today. You've been listening to Ask Mom RN with Tamara Walker. And I look forward to being back with you to provide more advice next week on keeping your kids healthier, safer, and happier. Thanks for tuning in.